Well, good morning. Let me welcome you this morning to Sunday School. And uh, for the next six weeks, we're going to be meeting in here. And uh, we're going to be talking about several different issues. These next two weeks, we're going to talk about uh, sharing the gospel of Christ and uh, witnessing. And uh, notice up there, I call it followers fish. And we're going to talk about that just a minute. But I was thinking about fishing. Now, I... I'm not a fishing person at all. Um, my dad wasn't a fishing person. If it had a ball, my dad did it, so that's sort of how I've been. And, uh, but I never really fished much, except maybe once or twice as a kid. We went to, down to the Delaware River. We lived about a, two or three miles from the Delaware River, so we used to go down and, and fish. But I'm not really experienced at fishing at all. So I talked to Jack Smith this week, and I talked to him about what would I need to fish, and he said, well, if you were going to fish, certainly you would need a chair to sit in because you spend a lot of time fishing just sitting. Uh, or if you had boots, you could put you know, boots on. And he said, it's always good to have some type of gear to put on. Um, so for me, because I have a bald head, I thought it would be important to have a hat. So I went out last night and bought this really nice-looking fishing hat. Isn't that a nice-looking fishing hat? Really sharp, isn't it? It says, got fish. And... Uh, Die hard fishing on the side, it says. That's what I'm going to be, a die hard fisherman. And then I thought um, I would need a vest in case I fell in the water and also, you know, to put my fishing stuff in. And, uh, and when I went last night to Kmart, I did some reading. And this, uh, this is a U.S. Coast Guard approved. I bought the best there was. It was 40 bucks because I wanted to make sure if I fell in that where I'm going to be fishing at that I didn't drown. So I'm going to get that on. And then Jack told me that I would need a fishing pole. So he, he got me a fishing pole and uh, got some bait here and stuff. Got a, a line, got a little hook and some stuff. And so I'm just going to sit here this morning. I'm going to fish. So... Uh, I hope I catch something. I guess I better put my line in here and get this out. That might take some time because I've never done this before. It's been long. But I do want to get set up here because I want to I do want to catch some fish during Sunday school here. So we got any other fishermen in here that might be able to help me with this thing here? Let's see. It's always good to, you know, when you go fishing to take somebody with you, I think. Ah, there we go. I think we're getting there. So, what I, see, I, I don't have a lot of patience. I'm, I'm not a great fisherman because, like, these things, when your line gets tied up, tangled up, I didn't even have it in the water yet, and it's really bothering me. <laughs> I'm really getting frustrated already. Yeah. It's been a while since. There we go. I'm just going to put this here. I don't think I'll cast far. Oh, man, it got tangled again. I'll let that undo there. Okay. Let me get this hook out. Man, this is a pain, isn't it? I'm glad I don't do this often. Okay. Now I'm just going to sit here for a while. See if I catch anything.
How's your week been? You guys had a good week this week? I had a good week. We had a good time in Texas on our vacation. It was fun. Did some work with the kids in their house, and, and we spent last, uh, no bites yet. We, uh, we went up to this place on Monday called Slaughterbomb. Slaughterbomb, it was the, supposed to be the largest water park, and uh, it's three separate parks, and we spent the day just there in the water park. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time and flew out of San Antonio, came back on Wednesday. We missed being here. No bites yet. This could be a long process, couldn't it? How was your week, Mike? Great. What'd you do this week? Yeah, hey, did you guys see the parking lot? Didn't it look good this morning? Mike painted the parking lot for us. Appreciate it. Give him a hand. Man, really appreciate that. Hey, Steve Jackson, how was your week? Was it, did you work this week or were you off? Did you? Hey, you're one of your kids was in band camp, weren't they? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. It's always nice to have somebody to talk to when you fish, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, so wasn't it Zane's birthday this week? It was, wasn't it? How old was Zane? Four. Wow. Yeah. I always notice on Facebook those acres, they, they throw those big parties for their kids. And fancy cupcakes and cakes and stuff. Still no bites. What do you think the problem is? Why, why aren't you getting any bites? I don't know how to fish, but I got all the equipment. I got everything. Well, I got faith. Yeah, I have faith that I'm going to catch something. Do you need bait? Oh, I don't have any bait. Has to be attractive. There isn't any fish here. Why not? Well, Jack said this was a good pole and it would work. He said it always catches fish. Oh, the lost fish aren't. Well, I'm just really, I want to catch any fish. I don't care if they're lost or not. <laughs> I, I just want to find some fish. <laughs> now, come on, why aren't I going to catch any fish here? There's no water, is there? Yeah, no, that's sky, man. <laughs> Some people, they don't know, do they? <laughs> now, I, I, I could be here all day, and I could have all the right equipment, and I could, you know, I could have the best stuff there is, and I'm not going to catch anything because what? There's no water. And, you know, it's right. Phil's right. We, we can stay here all the time inside the church, and, you know, we can put that sign up on the door that I see over some doors in churches. You're now going out into the mission field. And if we stay in the church all the time and we never go out into the world, then we're not going to catch fish. I'm not going to catch any fish here, am I? I've got to go where? I've got to go where the fish are. And so we're going to be talking to the book of Matthew, if you would. And... Uh, we're going to look here in the book of Matthew. But I am going to keep my new fishing hat on today. So, when we talk about fishing, and we get here to the Bible, there's really two methods of fishing. And today we're going to talk about one method, and then next week we're going to talk about the other method. 
And when we think about fishing, and we go back in the Bible, usually in the Bible they didn't fish with a fishing pole. What did they use to fish with? Now, theirs were much bigger, but they used what? Yeah, they used nets, and they would take the nets, and they would cast those nets out into the water, and then they would drag those nets in. And uh, so they did. They, and these are just small little nets. They, they used those big, those big nets. And, uh, you know, they didn't have that. How many of you ever watched uh, on television the big the, the, the fishing shows that they have on there? What are those? Where they, they have the big fishing boats. They fish up there in Alaska. Dan, yeah, Dangerous Catch. I've watched that a couple times. Even though I'm not a fisherman, I find that short, sort of exciting. And, uh, I mean, they throw, these, they throw those nets out, and then they bring those things in with those big winches, don't they? And they are, those nets are huge, and they bring in these huge fish or huge crabs when they fish. And so in the Bible, they used nets. So when we think of fishing, there's really two types of fishing. There is net fishing, and there is pole fishing. So you can fill that in there on your outline. Two types of fishing, net fishing and pole fishing. And today, we're going to talk about net fishing. We're going to spend some time today talking about net fishing. And, uh, but before we do that, uh, I wanted to take a little bit of time to look at a portion of Scripture here this morning. So in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, I want to read this, and then we're going to pray this morning as we talk about God's word. Let's, pr- let's look at this scripture. It says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and and their father and followed him. When we look at this portion of Scripture, there's two things I want to share with you, and then I want to pray. First, This is not an invitation to salvation for these guys. This was not an invitation when he says, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This is not an invitation to salvation. This is an invitation to service. This is an invitation to service. So we're going to talk about this invitation to service this morning, but before we do that, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day and thank you for the opportunity to be able to open the word of God this morning, to be able just to stop and to think for a few minutes, uh, Lord, what it really means to follow Jesus. Lord, I pray this morning that you would help us to realize that every person in this auditorium who knows Jesus Christ is as their Savior, Father, we should be fishing. Because followers fish. Help us to understand that one simple concept this morning, that followers fish. And Lord, I pray this morning that in these two weeks that we would learn how we can be more and better fishermen for Christ. It's in the name of Christ we pray. Amen. When we look at this portion of scripture, the first thing is Jesus here, he's 
getting ready to, to call his disciples. And uh, he finds two brothers there who are in a fishing business, Simon and Peter, and, or Simon and Andrew. And they were, they were casting their nets in the lake, and they were uh, evidently had been fishing. It was probably early morning t- time. And he says, come follow me. He gives that statement, come follow me. So he's asking, he's inviting them. He's saying, listen, give up what you're doing and come and follow me. And when we think about following Jesus, I've given you what I believe it means to follow Jesus. It means to follow Christ is to set aside our goals, our pleasures, and embrace the purpose for which God created us. So it's setting aside our goals, our, our pleasures, and to embrace the purpose for which God created us. And, and simply what it means in sort of our terms, it's to know him and to make him known. So to be a follower of Christ, it's about knowing him. And then to be that fisher of men, it's about making him known. Now let's think about this context before we look at point, uh, how does fishing for men relate to following Christ? Let, let me just share with you. Let me get you to think about this for a minute. When he comes to them and he says to them, come, follow me and I will make you. Think about what he could have said to his disciples. Come follow me, and I will make you better Christians. He didn't say that, did he? He said, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He could have said, come follow me, and I'll make you better fathers. But he didn't say that, did he? He didn't say, come follow me, and I will make you better mothers. I'll make you a better worker. I'll make you, and you fill in the blank there. It's interesting. The very first thing he says to his disciples when he calls them to follow him is, come follow me, and I will make you what? Say it. Let's say it again. Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So right from the beginning, the very thing that he does when he calls his disciples is he sets before them what is important. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The very first thing, the very first encounter that he has with his disciples is he's saying, listen, I want you to follow me, but the purpose in following me is so I can turn around and I can make you fishers of men. Being fishers of men must be pretty important to Christ if that's the first thing he says to his disciples. And then I really believe that he's going to spend the next about 18 months developing them to do this thing of making them fishers of men. Now, when we think of becoming fishers of men, immediately we think of methods and techniques and all of those things. And I'm not really sure. I think sometimes we get, we get hooked up into that. You know, what method, or are we going to take them down the Romans road, or are we going to go to the Old Testament? And, but I, I want you to get a whole different concept of this thing of following Jesus to be fishers of men. Because I think for every one of us, it's different. I want to say that again. I think for every one of us, it's different. And that's why, you know why it's different? Because every one of us live in different places. Every one of us work in different places. Every one of us get our gas at different places. Every one of us have different places where we go to get our prescription filled. Every one of us 
We might eat at some of the same restaurants, but we go to different restaurants. Different restaurants. We eat at different places. We're going different directions, every one of us. And so, though we're all moving, we're all moving sort of within our own circumference or our own circle of friends. And so when Jesus says, come and I will make you fishers of men, for every one of us, that's going to look different. But for every one of us, it's still about being fishers of men. And so the whole purpose that he calls us to be followers is so that we can fish for men. So as I'm following Jesus, and remember back when he gives the, the, the um, great commission, he says, go. That word go there in Matthew 28 is in your going. See, again, we think it's about, you know, sending missionaries across the world to reach people for Christ. And Christ says, well, that's part of it. But he's telling you in your going, in your everyday life, in the busyness of your life, you should be following me to be fishers of men that's what he's telling us so he's saying as i get up and go to work tomorrow that i ought to be thinking about okay i'm going to work today yes to provide for my family but really i'm going to work to be what as i follow jesus i want to be a fisher of men so as i go to work what am i going to work for i'm going to work to provide for my family but the real reason you work where you work is because that's your pond where you're to fish. Did you know that? That's why you work where you work. That's why you live where you live. Think about it. Think about your neighbors who live all around you. Christ didn't just by accident put you where you live. You think you chose where you live, didn't you? No, let me tell you. Christ directed you to where you live. It's no mistake where you live. You live there because that's your fishing pond. And nobody else. I can't fish in your pond as well as you can. Last week, I was talking with my son-in-law's father, um, father, granddad, and uh, he has a fishing pond out behind him out behind his house there in Texas. And he stocks it every year because he wants to enjoy fishing. And so he, tell, you know, he told me I stock it with two or three different fish. And so when I go out to fish, I know what I'm fishing for because what? I live there, I stocked it. Now, I could go there and fish and have no idea what I'm fishing for, really have no idea what bait I need to use because I don't really know what's in the pond, do I? Unless maybe he tells me. But if I just showed up one day on his property and put my uh, you know, line in, I wouldn't know what to use to catch those big Texas catfish that he talks about that he puts in his pond. I wouldn't know. I mean, I might show up and use who knows what, bread. I don't know. You make in front of me, Jim. I don't know what to use to fish. So, but, you know, the reality of it is, is this, is he knows because it's his pond, and you know because you live where you live. That's your fishing pond. It's no mistake. 
It's no mistake. God puts you where you are. See, we, we think about this is where I live because this is where I chose to live. No, you live there because God puts you there because that's your fishing pond. And so the question is, are you fishing? Now, to fish, you know, that means you do have to do some things, doesn't it? You have to go out and buy some stuff. And, you know, when you fish where you live, that means you've got to get out of your house and get to know who? Your neighbors. It's amazing that some Christians will live in a neighborhood all of their life and they won't even have any relationship with their neighbors at all. And they'll have lost the whole opportunity that the reason that God put them there. Now, what would you think? What would you think if we paid all kinds of money and we, you know, we got all excited about missionaries and we sent missionaries. Let's say we had a brand new couple who, come, who came and they said, listen, we're all excited. We believe that God has put on our heart that he wants us to go to England and he wants us to be missionaries in England. So we're going to raise our support and we're all excited. We think this is a great young couple. So we get all behind them and we give them X amount of dollars a month and a lot of other churches do. And, you know, they have, they have about $80,000 a year that they've raised in support. And they go to England and uh, they get there and they arrive just as the Olympics are starting. So they think, hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity. So we're going we're gonna to get in and we're going to go to all the Olympic events. And so, man, they spend the first two weeks that they're there in England going to the Olympic events. And this is all excited. So in their first letter, they write back and they tell us about all the gold that the United States won in the Olympics and how exciting it was to be there and to watch us beat those English people. Right, Joe? That would be easy. No, that would be easy. <laughs> or how, how exciting. So they write back in their first missionary letter about being at the Olympics. And we say, well, that's good. They've arrived. And then, you know, Six months later, we get their second letter, and they start telling us in their second letter about how beautiful the country is, and we've been sightseeing the whole time we've been here, and they tell us, and they send us pictures of all the best castles in England. And then six months later, we get their next, and they tell us, you know, we had a tough first, you know, six months, we had to visit a lot of castles, so... You know, we thought we ought to take some time off and go to Australia for vacation. So we took two months off and we went down to Australia. And this is some pictures from Australia. Yeah, exactly, Dottie. What's the whole point? Why have you gone? Right? What would we think about them? We'd say, why do we send you to England? And what would God be thinking? Why did we send you? Why, why is the church giving you all that money? And what, what do you think God thinks about us when we live in a neighborhood and we never move out of our house to even build a relationship with those who are around us to fish? Followers fish. Jesus says, come follow me and I will make you a better Christian. No. I will make you a fisher of men. So let's talk about this a little bit, this, this fishing for men and this, this whole thing of this net. How does fishing for men relate to following Christ? See, fishing during Jesus' time, several things will remind you. Again, I said they used nets. The second thing was that they fished, usually not in the daytime, they fished at night. Remember when... Uh, 
And Jesus showed up on the shore, and the fishermen, they were out there, and they were just sort of, they had been fishing all night, and they hadn't caught anything. And uh, he said, hey, guys, how did it go? And he said, oh, we've been fishing all night. We haven't caught anything. And so Jesus says to him, well, listen, guys, throw your nets on the other side. Remember, they said, well, you know, we've already done that. We've already thrown our nets there. No, no, throw your nets on the other side. Well, don't you understand? We've been fishing all night, and we haven't caught anything. So see, fishing during the time of Christ happened at night. And one of the things they used to attract the fish and why they fished at night was they used light. And so they would have, they would even have some fires on sticks in the boats that in a sense would attract the fish. So they would throw the nets over, they would stay with their nets there, they would have light, and that light would attract the fish and they would come into the net. And so what was it? that attracted those fish to the net. It was what? It was light. It was light that attracted them to the net. And you know, Jesus used the same method. Take your Bibles, turn to John chapter 8 real quick. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus used the same method. He said, what? I am what? I am light. I am light. And let's go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine into our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing powers from God and not from us. So what does he say? That when we get saved, Christ puts his light inside of us. And we are these vessels, we are these jars to show what? The power, the light of Christ to other people. So he says, listen, as you're going out into this world, your light should what? Shine to attract to what? Fish. To attract fish, to attract men, to attract people. So the Bible says, you will know them by their their works, by their love. He says, listen, Christians, as you go out in this world, you need to love on people. You need to let people see that you are different. Christ's love, Christ's light needs to shine through you so that people are drawn to you. So when people are drawn to you and they say, hey, what makes you different? You say what? It's Jesus Christ who makes me different. So we go out onto a dark world to fish for men by letting our light shine for him. So as you're in your neighborhood, you need to go out into your neighbor. You need to have relationships with your neighbor. So you're what? So your light shines. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and beat across your neighbor's head with the gospel of Christ every day. It doesn't mean every day that you have to go out and say, you know what's wrong with you? You know what's wrong with you? You're dying and going to hell. You need to get saved, buddy. That's, well, there's some truth to that. But, you know, that's, you know, the first time you meet your neighbor, you don't walk up and say, hey, how you doing? Dick Vaughn's my name. Your name is? 
Hey, BJ, you know what? If you die today, you're probably going to hell. But I'd like to tell you how to get out of that. Yeah, take a hike. Yeah, take a hike, exactly. <clears throat> hey, my name's Dick Vaughn. How you doing? Just moved in. I'm BJ. Good BJ, day. hey, you, you married? Yes. And what's your wife's name? Amy. Amy, you got some kids? or Two. What kind of work do you do? I'm an engineer. Engineer. And a worship pastor. And a worship pastor. Where at? Mount Calvary Church. Oh, man, okay. Nice to know you. Okay, now think about that. Think about that because, you know, some people will say it's the pastor's job to fish. He's the professional fisherman. No, listen, you have a, you have a better, you have, a, you have it easier than I do because, you know, immediately, as soon, soon as I tell somebody I'm a pastor, just like he did, just like he said, I'm the worship pastor, what do I do? I move away. So you think, oh, well, you got an advantage. You're a pastor. It's easier for you. No, it's harder for me. Ever think about that? Because especially in the society that we live in, you tell somebody you're a pastor, immediately there's this. See, pastors used to be something that are revered. Today, pastors are somebody that are living in sin just like everybody else is all around the world. And so there's this thing of pushing pastors away. So in some ways, it's easier to fish not being a pastor today. So, so the reality of it is, is, listen, God has put you where you are so that you can fish, so you can let your light shine. But if, you know, it's like, what does it say in Matthew? Doesn't it sound crazy to put, have a light and then what? Cover it? And when you don't get out of your house and you don't meet people, and you know what it is? It's because, here's the reality of it, because we're selfish, we all, we're focused on ourselves, and life is all about me. Oh, I don't want to get out there, I'm afraid. No, listen. We have the power to do these things. And, and, I, and I'm not telling you to go cold turkey witnessing. I'm just telling you to, to get to know people that you work with every day. Because that's your fishing pond. Where you live is your fishing pond. You know, I, didn't, I don't think yesterday I was in, down at the hospice and I was coming back up through Mount Joy. And I think for the first time, Jamie, right? I don't think I ever knew where your office was until yesterday. I was looking for a hobby shop on Main Street in Mount Joy, and I saw Root Insurance. And I thought the first time, I said, oh, well, that's where Jamie is. You know what? That's Jamie's fishing pond right there on Main Street in Mount Joy. See, you who, you who buy insurance from Jamie Root, you thought that's where his office is. No, that's where his fishing pond is. First time I ever saw his fishing pond was yesterday. It's his fishing pond. Denny Dragas, he's looking for a new fishing pond right now. Barry Floor, he just got a brand new fishing pond, didn't he? He's got to drive a little distance to Pittsburgh to his new fishing pond. But he's got a new one. It's a whole, way, it's a whole different way of thinking, isn't it? But it's really what, how Christ wants us to think. The light of Christ through us should attract men. Now, how does this thing of net fishing work here at MCC? Net fishing impacts our community. So think about this. When I fish with a net, when we watch that dangerous catch show, and they're drawing those crabs in or they're drawing those fish in, how many fish usually come in in those nets? A lot, yeah. 
In fact, only when a few crabs or a few fish come in, man, you can hear that, oh, man, this is not good. Because when they draw those nets in, they want to see what? They're, they're fishing for more than just one fish. They're, just, they're fishing for a lot. We'll talk next week about how you fish in your neighborhood for one person. Okay, we'll talk about that aspect next week and give you some ideas about that. But today we're talking about MCC as a church, how we're casting out our nets and drawing them in. I really think net fishing is fishing out in our community. So I, so I thought about that, and I put this down here on your paper for you to think the same way. So when we do school breakfast, you know what we're doing? We're casting our nets out into the community. That's what we're doing. You're saying, well, why do you ask us every year to do those breakfasts? Why do you ask us to, to, to make stuff? And why do you beg us to do that? And why does Vicky put that? Because we're casting our nets into the schools of Elizabethtown. It's not just about breakfast. It's about putting our nets out there. Letting our what? Letting our light shine as a group in the community. So, you know, when you think about school breakfast, think, oh, wow. Think about that. That's MCC casting a net out into the community, out into the schools of Elizabethtown. How about the Good News Club? Why do we do that? Because we're... You know, we're casting our net out into the schools of Elizabethtown. Why do we do upward sports? We don't, listen, we don't do upward sports to teach basketball. I've seen our coaches teach basketball. Some of our coaches who teach basketball have never played basketball in their life. See, when we think about it, we think, oh, wow, man, you know, I, I, I can't coach basketball. I, I'm, I'm not a Larry Locker. There's no way. There's no way I could do that. I'm not a Kristen Gibbs who's this great lady basketball player. You know, I could, I could never do that. No, we're not looking for basketball players like them. We, you know, we need them to help us, but we're looking for people who can just talk to kids who can what? Cast the net out. It's not about football. There's not many successful football players or cheerleaders in our church. I've seen some of our football coaches. Now, we have some great football coaches, but then we have other guys who, you know, other than watching football on Sunday, that's their knowledge of football. But you know what it's about? It's not really about teaching our kids football. It's about what? It's about reaching kids with the gospel of Christ. That's what Upward Sports is all about. And, and when we lose that focus and we start to think, well, you know, we want to make the best basketball players, listen, we're not going to make the best basketball players. We're, we're, we're not going to do that because that's not really our goal. Our goal is to what? Our goal is to reach boys and girls and then to reach their parents with the gospel of Christ. That's what Upward Sports is about. I, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that there's probably other people who teach sports better than we do. Now, I am so thankful for the people that we have who run our programs, and I think we run a phenomenal program. I really do. But the reality of it is, is it's not about making the best basketball players. I'm excited that some of our kids will go on from our basketball program, and they will become good basketball players. But it'll probably be because they have a dad like Larry Locker who teaches his son how to play basketball, you know, it probably won't be because he came through upward basketball. 
In 10 years, when you see somebody starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you say, wow, that kid played upward football. Don't think it was because of our upward football that they're starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, Mike? Now, the prayer is that that starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers came to know Christ in our upward sports program. And but because of that, now he's making an impact in the National Football League for Christ because of our upward football program. That's what it's about. See, why do we do that? Because we cast our nets out and we have those banquets and we bring all those people. It's about what? It's about casting our nets. It's not about just, you know, feeding people spaghetti. It's about casting our nets into the community. How about the rest home ministry? Man, I, I praise God for the rest home ministry, for our, our, our seniors who go out and who minister uh, for the Lord, and, and they lead people to Christ. Week after week, they're out there sharing the gospel. They're casting the nets of MCC all the time. I, I praise God for, for our VBS that's going to be this week, and Nikki Winters has done a phenomenal job in getting ready for this, and a lot of you have been helping her, and thank you for, for all those. But it's about, we're casting our nets this week. Our, our football camp this week is, and cheerleading camp is about casting our nets. Our uh, school serve that sends our school out into the community to serve in the community, that's about what? It's about casting our nets into the community. Um, I, was, I was thinking of the one other ministry that, that we see that people come to Christ all the time, and now I can't think of the name of it, the Retirees Prayer Fellowship. And uh, that's probably a ministry that most of you don't even know that goes on here in this church. And it's a phenomenal ministry that sends material. And, and they've seen people come to Christ in prisons and all over the United States through the material that's sent out through the Retiree Prayer Fellowship. And what it is, it's a bunch of retired people who've come together to reach people with the gospel of Christ. By what? By casting a net out. And so these evangelistic things that we do here at MCC, that's what they are. It's net fishing. When you think of net fishing, there are several things. It's a team effort. It involves showing our community Christ. It helps people to see the gospel lived out. It's showing the love of Christ, and it sees outreach as necessary and ongoing. I'm constantly thinking, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next to reach this community with the gospel of Christ? Okay, well, you know, we've done this so long. You know, what do you, what do, you do when you're fishing? I know, I know at least when you fished one spot for a while and you haven't caught something, you're out in the middle of the lake in your boat. What do you do? You move, right? You don't stay there all day. You, you move. You go to a different part of the lake and you fish differently. You might try a different bait. You might look in your tackle box and say, okay, this one might work a little bit better. So we'll put this on the line and we'll cast it out there. We'll see. And, and if that doesn't work, you'll move to a different part of the lake. But you don't stay there if you're not catching anything. It's the same thing. You say, well, you know, we're constantly evaluating upward sports. Now, we love upward sports, but that doesn't mean that we're going to do that five years from now. When it quits working and we're not reaching people for Christ with it, guess what? We're not going to do upward anymore. Oh. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. 
I'm not about football. I'm not about basketball. I'm about winning people to Christ. That's what it's about. And so whatever it means to cast our nets and, you know, to draw people, that's what we got to do, to let our light shine, to draw people to the nets. That's net fishing. That's reaching our town for Christ. I want you to watch this video because next week we're going to go back to this thing of fishing in your pond. And we're going to talk about how to make you a better fisherman. Because remember, followers fish. Followers of Christ fish. The very first thing, if you, don't, if you walk away with anything this morning, walk away with this. When Jesus called his disciples, he said, come, and I will make you a better Christian. No, he said, come, and I will make you fishers of men. Watch this little video. It's going to the fast food. It's getting your hair cut. In your neighborhood, all of those places are what? Fishing places. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. In your going, as you go, in your everyday life, I will make you fishers of men. You exist to know Christ. And to make him known. If you're living for any other reason, and this might sound harsh, but it's reality, you're living selfishly. It's the reality of it. You're living selfishly. Let's pray. Father, help us to realize this morning that when you called your disciples, the very first thing is you said, come, and I will make you fishers of men. And the whole thing there, Lord, is for us, as Lord, in this life that we're living in, it's not about this world it's really about the life that's to come the only thing that we'll take out of this world with us is souls help us to realize that lord help us to realize this week is as our people gather together to work to run vacation bible school and, and as we work at night to run football camp and cheerleading camp lord it's all about reaching boys and girls with the gospel of christ as we begin to go out into homes and deliver the basketball pictures from basketball camp, it's about going out and casting our nets into the homes of Elizabethtown and Palmyra and all those kids who came to basketball camp. As we go out and give them their pictures, it's about sharing the gospel of Christ. Lord, help us to be excited that here at MCC, we are about casting our nets out into the community in a dark world so that people can see the light of Christ and be drawn to him. It's not drawn to us. It's not about building a church. It's about building the kingdom of God. It's in the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you. You have about 10 minutes to fellowship this morning. You're dismissed.